This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one before we die, you guys. I was going to bring in some Halloween costumes, some scary thing, but I think the Minnesota Vikings season in itself is terrifying enough for us to move on with the haunted Hollows Eve tomorrow. Super spooky. Uh, I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, host of Bar Down Beauties, and talking football with you lovely folks here. He's Judd Zolget, our resident sports dad. You can catch him talking all things sports. And over here, we've got our producer, Ross Brendel. Ross, why do you love the Minnesota Vikings? Because the pain truly never goes away. It is back, and it is in full force. It is in full force, despite a victory. Yet another Monday where we are talking, hey, they won, but there's always that large but. However, Minnesota moves to 500, 4-4 four and four with a 24-10 victory at Lambeau. Love to see it. Don't love to see injuries, especially don't love it when they happen to quarterback uh, Kirk Cousins. Guys, the dog's upset. The dog's yes. upset. The dog's, the dog's angry. Mad. It's just a madhouse. I literally blanked on Kirk's last name because the dog was distracting me. So much that must be happened. a ferocious bark because I can tell that dog is behind multiple closed doors and we can still hear puppies. She just barking. there's somebody living their life down the street. I just I can't even explain it yeah. or dogs, an Amazon bag. dog. Dogs will be dogs. Bad. Uh, let's start with the positive, shall we? Before we dive into Kirk's injury, that not great, not good at all. Um, in general, what do we think of yesterday's game? Judd, what did you see? What did you like? What did you dislike? The defense continues to roll, which I'm kind of liking that. Yeah, there were going to be a ton of storylines to talk about off this game that had nothing to do with Kirk Cousins, <laughs> other than the fact he had a great game. Um, and one of them was, yes, Brian Flores' defense, which now becomes even more important than it was at the start of yesterday's game, played a Great game. There were some certain nitpicks not going for it on fourth and one early in the game and trying to kick a field goal that didn't make it. I I was a little bit surprised Kevin wasn't more aggressive. Uh, but I think the main storyline is this. The Green Bay Packers suck. Like, the, like this is the Packers of my youth, and you, you two weren't born yet. But, you, you know, post-Lombardi in the 70s, the Green Bay Packers went downhill. And I started to follow the National Football League in, in 1978, and they didn't come out of this until around Favre. So, like, they they picked up a little bit in the in, around 90, but not a lot. Uh, but they had 20 years of just horrendous football. This team yesterday looked awful. I mean, the Vikings, it's not like the Vikings played a great game. It, you know, and at halftime, the Vikings easily could have had 21 points. So, I was going to come on the show today and laugh at the Packers and say, this is how it was when I was a kid. Feel good about this, especially if Detroit 
trails off because it's the Vikings division for the taking for a while, for a few years. But uh, unfortunately, the Cousins injury really put a damper on the uh, dancing on the Packers grave parade. Yeah, game specifically, you have to feel good that it looks like a lot of the parts of the team are getting better, specifically defense. Offense is no longer turning the ball over at a prolific rate now for a couple of weeks. They're actually turning other teams over. So all that is good to see. It's funny, Judd, you were kind of walking in a direction that I was going to walk in. I was going to sit here today and bring up something that Jesse and I talked about last season on Before I Die. You watched the first half of that football game, Judd, and that is the biggest case you can deliver back to the NFL as to why we have too many teams in the playoffs and why we don't need any more expansion. Because that was truly wretched football. And the reality is that the winner of that football game, now we didn't know at the time Kirk Cousins was going to get injured, but the winner of that football game at that time was going to have a really good chance to at least be a wild card team in the NFC because we now have seven teams. And of course, there's always the talk that they may expand to eight at some point. So honestly, a truly enjoyable football game to watch, but only if you love the hilarity of just really not good football. And and maybe we'll touch on some of that as the game goes on. But even though Jordan Love is far more brutal than I thought he was going to be, especially after he started the season so well the first couple weeks. Sure. The Brian Flores defense is coming together. They have gotten better each and every week, and they're actually Mm -hmm. covering people. Some of that might be just poor quarterback play, but how nice is it to see this year guys in the secondary somewhere in the realm of the guys they're supposed to be recovering? That brings a smile to my face, at least defensively. Almost everything else that happened in the game, it, no real smiles. I mean, this is this is uh, as uh, they're stuck at four and four. They are completely stuck. I mean, you, you could make arguments all day for whether you want to finish four and 13 or go for it. No matter what, eight games in the year without a upper, uh, we'll call them top half. It's debatable without Kirk Cousins. This team is as stuck as you will ever find a team in the NFL as we sit here recording this podcast on Halloween Eve. All right, let's talk about it. Let's let's go there. We know it's been, that's again, the big narrative today, Kirk Cousins. What do our Minnesota Vikings do without him? Now, whether you're on the love, whether you're on the hate for Kirk, this is just bad for Vikings fans, right? It doesn't matter. Yes, you're Vikings 100%. fan. This is terrible. So the options, let's lay those out. Do you ride with Mullins? Do you ride with Jaron Hall, who stepped in yesterday? Or do you go with Mannion? Do you purge free agency? Do you trade for somebody? Uh, I'll start here first, boys. If you go and make a trade and you trade away draft assets, I'm done. I am going to, I'm going to walk off of this show, which maybe some people would appreciate, but I am done. I do not need you to trade because where you're at in the season, it just kind of seems like it's that other nail in the coffin for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, hey, you know what? Ride out the year. Keep the rest of your guys healthy. Let's see what you can do. Get some young guys some touches. Who cares? It's just not worth making a move. So I'm on the no trade. I don't even want to discuss. We can discuss the names. If you get Kyler Murray, I'll be extra mad. Carson Wentz, please. No. Um, But I, what do you guys think? What's Jed? What's your take? Do you want to see the Vikings do something about this? Or should we just be the messy squad for the rest of the year? Uh, No, I am team Jesse for sure. I don't want to see them. So here, I gave this a lot of thought. 
last night because, you know, clearly it, it had to process. And there's a lot of, definitely a lot of moving parts here. Just to be very clear, I think the first problem is this. From a business standpoint, it would almost be nice to purge some veterans right now and just throw in the towel and and acquire assets instead of losing them in a potential trade, which I don't want to make. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, O'Connell's got this team back to 4-4 four and four by convincing players. And Jesse, you know how clubhouses and locker rooms work. It's a lot of grown men who suspend their belief and don't operate in reality until they feel like they're stabbed in the back, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they've battled back to four and four. So can you really go in there on Wednesday? And this would be true of any sport on Wednesday and say, all right, boys, we traded Daniil. We traded Jordan Hicks. Sorry, but we're bailing. Um, from a business standpoint, that might be very sound. From a standpoint of the people you're dealing with, I think it would be a real problem. And I think it would cause problems. And I also think that players would then turn around to their friends who might like come here as free agents and say, okay, screw that place. Um, but I, but conversely, I think what you can do is come in on Wednesday and say, we're going to ride with what we have here. So you don't trade Hunter, which again, I would personally like to do, but I don't see how you can. But more importantly, Jaron Hall starts on Sunday. If Jaron Hall's good, awesome. Let him play. If Jaron Hall's not, and assuming Nick Mullins is uh, prepared to come back against the Saints because he's eligible to come off the IR with that back injury against the Saints, you switch to him. But I'm with you. I am not giving up. I'm not going out and trying to get a quarterback. And this, I'm not even touching on the difficulty, if you don't know a system entirely, of stepping in midseason mm-hmm. and being told, hey, go get him, killer. So I'm Team Jesse here. Jaron Hall, Mullins, they're my guys. If you win, okay, great development. If you lose, okay, great. Higher draft pick. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the uh, Purple Daily flagship show. I know you guys spent a lot of time on laying out these options today, so I don't want to belabor the point too much other than to say I agree with both Jesse and Judd. And one thing that I would say, take out the Kirk Cousins injury because I'm not happy he got injured. I don't wish injury upon anybody I I don't think that you should but now the Vikings have this opportunity where I would say if you're trying to spin it and be positive you kind of have the best of both worlds let's say you are going to get a couple weeks out of Jaron Hall you're likely going to get him this upcoming Sunday maybe he plays well enough in a win or loss where you want to see it again against New Orleans who knows but what I'm saying is you're now going to get an extended look at a kid you drafted albeit in the fifth round and if he's bad, okay, you're 6 and 11 and you've moved up in the draft pecking order. If he's good to serviceable, you're 9 and 8 and maybe you're playing a playoff game. I mean, this this season can still be a lot of fun for Vikings fans. I think you just have to change your expectation and your view of maybe what the high end is of the ceiling and also maybe what fun should look like. But I think I think this can be fun with insert quarterback here because halfway through the season you are still in the playoff mix with a favorable schedule. I mean, you could have made a case if Kirk Cousins didn't get injured. The Vikings could go on a really long run before they lost a game. I now don't think that that is going to happen. But if you get good enough defensive play and you get enough plays out of your quarterback, this team could still maybe be a wild card team. I think we'll have a better idea after this upcoming weekend. But perfect case and point, 
Look at the New York Jets. They're getting next to nothing out of their quarterback play, and they have rallied back to being in the playoff mix. Now, granted, it's taken some help also with the schedule. Wilson's maybe getting better at times. He makes some throws, and they have a defense that is obviously better than the Vikings. But every year, there's a few teams that make the playoffs. Taylor Heineke and the, uh, I guess we'll call them the commanders from a few years back. Teams make the playoffs all the time, and you go, how the heck are they here? That could maybe still be the Minnesota Vikings this year. Well, and two possible trade targets. I'm just going to toss two names out for you. You can get whatever is left of Ryan Tannehill, which isn't very much. However, he's got a $15 million left on his salary, but he's got four touchdowns over his past 218 pass attempts. Um, yeah. And through, you know, just it's, I don't like it. It's, ugh, it gives me the hard pass. Ready for another one? Case Keenum. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota, Minneapolis, excuse me, Minneapolis Miracle Man from 2017. He is now your third string uh, with CJ Stroud doing some big, big things out in Houston. He has attempted fewer than 100 total passes since 2020. Um, so I don't think he's going to take the Vikings to another miracle run like we saw in 2017. However, I do feel he could be an asset to help a Jaron Hall, right? Somebody that has that NFL quarterback experience. Uh, Jaron Hall, again, stepping in, looked okay. The strip sack on his second dropback, not great, but he looked like a young quarterback that is in that position, right? So Keenum, possibly to help. Otherwise, I don't know. What do you guys think? Either of those really get you get you excited? So I think what they're going to do is, if, if that's the route, I, I think what they're going to do is, I think they might let, Mannion go off the practice squad because he was brought in because he's Kirk's boy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that KOC might actually sign Colt McCoy, who's his guy more so, mm -hmm. knows his system. But keep in mind, too, that there's and a very... Colt came to Vikings camp, yeah, a couple right? Weeks, yeah. A couple weeks ago, he came in with Sean to work out. But I think they signed Sean because he's Kirk's guy. And, and he is like basically, I think, more of an assistant quarterback's coach than a viable uh, NFL quarterback now. But keep in mind, too, a year ago in training camp when Kellen Mond and Mannion were awful and both got jettisoned, um, the Vikings made a trade. They sent a late-round draft pick to the Raiders for Nick Mullins. So, like, they've already made this trade as far as I'm concerned. Unless M Mullins' back is a mess and he just can't play, I don't think I'm going to go get a Keenum. I, I don't think I'm going to go get a guy who you're going to get for a seventh-round pick when I already traded a seventh-round pick for a guy who has been here for a year plus and right now should know the system inside and out. So short of going to get what you consider to be a starter, which, again, is entangled in all types of issues because getting a starter prepared to play, I mean, it sure as heck ain't going to be against the Falcons. Um, I think, you know what I think? I think you just let this thing ride out and how, and if nature takes its course and you stink, you stink. But I think you can, I think the most important thing is what can you sell to your team? And, and I think what you can sell is we're going to give Jaron Hall a chance. And if he plays well, awesome. You're developing a quarterback. If he doesn't, Mullins can play. But when we start when we start talking about going to the garage sale trash heap here and like, yeah, get this guy, get Five that cent guy. In. Let's go. You did it already. You already got the blue light special at Kmart. His name is Nick Mullins. Just go, <laughs> go redeem him. And once he can play, if he has to play, he can play. Well, I think the big question is, and this is for Quasi and even for fans, do you want short-term success or do you want long-term success? If you want short-term, then sure, you go out and look and see what you can do. But there's absolutely no reason to go for short-term success this season, especially with the way that you started out, knowing the pieces right. that you had there. I mean, it was kind of already the writing on the wall, and it just has been 
exemplified through Kirk's unfortunate injury here. Uh, Ross likes to tell me Mullins five for 12 in 17 starts. So, you know, enjoy that chew on that five, a little bit. Five wins, 12 losses. He's got experience. That's a yeah. full season of experience. That's, That's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, one more talking point. Yeah, I want. Right. <laughs> everything's fine. Perfect. Nothing to see uh, here. Everything's fine. Just move on. It's everything's burning around us. You know, I saw today, guys, that they had there was some sort of poll of some sort that said Minnesota is the least stressed out state in the country. Which I'm like, you obviously didn't poll any Minnesota sports fans because there is no way in heck that that's true because it just seems absurd to me. Or, but. or Jesse, are we no longer stressed? We're just apathetic. That's true. That's you know, probably maybe very apathetic. That could be the case too. Yep. Just whatever. Move on. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com uh but let's move on to one final talking boy koc are we starting to get concerned with the way his clock management has been yesterday's fourth quarter uh not good at all thank goodness the packers are absolutely awful as we had already mentioned um on the drive when joseph missed a field goal late they snapped the ball with 20 seconds left on the play play clock on first down and then go get sacked two plays in a row Yes, the Cousins injury doesn't help that. But again, we've talked about this touch and go here throughout the season. Kevin O'Connell's inability to really manage that play clock or make the right decisions there. Uh, what do you, Judd, what do you think, uh, KOC? What's going on there? What are we going to need to correct? And why is this happening after seeing him do such an outstanding job at the helm last year? Where's his game guy, his game theory guy? I thought he was right by him on the sideline or on the headset. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, in, in fact, um, I come back to yesterday, the Vikings burned two timeouts and took a delay of game penalty because the clock got down uh, so low. And that was with Kirk playing. Now, supposedly the communication from coach to quarterback is supposed to cut off with 15 seconds left on the play clock. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly what was transpiring there, but I mean, just his entire, I feel like he's had a, I feel like he's taken a step back for sure in terms of game management 2002. 23 including as i said you know you're playing green bay you know they're terrible you got you what, what fourth and one or fourth and two at the 24 of the packers 24 and you're like let's bring in craig joseph <laughs> go for it shove the ball down their throat take the game to them which they which they did later in the game but um like i'm not i'm not calling for heads here i'm not no. like I'm not I'm not like super concerned, but it is a it, it it's a point that I thought in 2022 was a real strength and I no longer feel it's a real strength in 2023. Two things, one of the happiest guys on the Vikings today if anybody can be happy is Greg Joseph because of the win and the injury. We're not talking about another brutal Greg Joseph performance. <laughs> what do you think he was uh, hoping Kirk would get hurt? I hope Kirk gets hurt. No, so I'm not saying that. I'm saying if anybody could be happy it would be him. We need a wellness also, check on uh, Dex, I think, too. How's he uh, How's he holding I, up? I think he's getting very bitter about the fact that this take looks so bad now. Yeah. Also, Greg getting called out for being on the field for the substitution because he that thought terrible. maybe he was supposed to be and, out there. And where's the get back, coach? There, <laughs> there's a coach who's like, get back, get back. Where was the get back? Just Come on, Greg, get back. Hour. 
My my biggest takeaway on KOD yesterday was just the fourth quarter. That Green Bay team would have been incapable of scoring three times in the fourth quarter. And I love coaches that go for it as far, not necessarily just on fourth down, but just being aggressive. I wish the college coach in this town was slightly more aggressive than he was. But if there was ever a situation inside the 20-yard line to just be handing the ball off until we have to kick, hopefully, in theory, a yeah, chip another one. field goal to yep. go up 17 points, that would have been it. Game, set, and match. Then Cousins gets injured, and you've now seen, again, another drive where the Packers haven't done anything on offense. Just tell Jaron Hall to keep handing the ball off, and we'll punt it away. We'll figure out this past stuff this week when we know you'll be starting. Yeah. I just thought the entire fourth quarter was brutal, starting with the on first down, letting not letting 20 more seconds go off the clock. Then the second down sack, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. They're just going to hand the ball off here, make it a more manageable field goal, and tick 40 seconds off. Then they don't do that. Cousins' ankle and Achilles falls off, and season potentially over. I'm not putting that part on on KOC injuries. Yeah, not probably not his fault. I don't know. No, no, not Jaren Hall. Throw, but Jaren Hall throwing was Jaren right. Hall like, throwing what, is like why are you asking the kid to throw? I mean, give give him the week to prepare and and pull that stunt against the Falcons, right? Like, yeah. what are you doing? And and I mean, if Green Bay had been, if Green Bay had been even semi adequate a team, they come back and win that game. Yes. That's the that's yeah. the issue. You gave them the ball yeah. on what the twenty ish yard line with three fourth minutes left. They had three fourth downs in the fourth quarter. They converted none of them. And I grabbed the wrong notes when I walked in here. But I do think that that three-play series that I was talking about where they didn't let the 20 seconds expire and then they had the back-to-back sacks, I believe that second one was the Kirk Cousins injury, correct? Yeah, yeah but he got hurt before the sack. Like, he did drop. He, correct, he dro- yeah. You know, yep. he dropped back to pass. And and I've seen I've seen fans who were who like, Why why didn't you run on that play? Why didn't you run? I mean that that injury was no. a total fluke. And again, I want to be clear, I'm not putting yeah. that on KOC at all. I am right. putting the three play calls on him, but I'm not sure. putting the injury on him. That stuff that stuff happens. No, all you the blame time. it on the turf. Oh wait, that's not the problem. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's leg almost exploded or borderline did explode in a non contact drill in training camp. Mm-hmm. So Unnatural stuff crash, happens. right? Yeah, stuff happens. Uh, Want to wrap it up before we get into comments from YouTube and obviously our Before I Dies with some Halloween fun in case you guys can see the sparkles. No, I didn't late night shift during amateur hour at any of the lovely strip clubs down in <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, not yet. Anyway, we'll see how the rest of this year goes. There's for Christmas. high class ones, Jesse. You the don't high know. class ones. Yeah. Um, Let's hope golfing twice, season comes twice. back early. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm losing that money. So we got to recoup cool. it somehow. And, you know, I'll. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Uh, no, I'm not making. I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm leaving it alone. I'm leaving you know? it alone too. But the glitter, you guys, is from a Halloween costume. A little Halloween bit I did earlier today. Glitter does not come off well. Anybody that has frequented said uh, said options of those clubs knows that as well. But I'm wondering, what would your Vikings themed Halloween costume be? I know last year to last year, I think I tried to do a field goal and like make myself a field goal post because it was terrifying, but it didn't really work out as I planned. The idea was there. I thought that was very funny, very spooky for fans. I looked fantastic wearing this giant armor. Um, So that would be mine again. I would, you know, a field goal seems appropriate for Minnesota Vikings fear. Uh, Judd, what do you think? Oh boy, you sprung this on me. I mean, well, you it's timely now. I mean, I almost feel like you'd have to do something 
from a quarterback injury standpoint or something <laughs> like that, unfortunately. Doctors but I don't know. Add maybe a surgeon. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, what what would people get too? It's got got to be some something that's obvious. Mm-hmm. But um, oh my God, there's so, there, there's a lot of. I mean, you you could also do like a Viking slash Minnesota sports theme bad luck type of thing as well. Like there's options here, but I I need to think of what what it would be exactly to go as. So, well, this, let me. I have a question for you, Jeb. Before we get to yours, Ross, um, yeah. what are some of the worst injuries in Vikings history? Oh yeah, you've been around. You know, not mm. to say you're old, but you've yeah. You've I know been, I'm old. I'm going to be fifty. You've been around. I'm, I mean, is this the top cares? of the list? What are who, some of the who uh, cares about my contact? Yours is good. Idea. I'm excited wanna, to hear your. I want to know. Well, wait, wait. Let, let's hear. Let, let's hear Ross's first, and yes. then I'll tell okay. you because uh, I. Very quickly, mine takes a little bit of cultivating, but I think you can be some sort of ring salesman that walks around with an empty jewelry box. Yeah. Oh, I no like Super that. Bowl clever. rings. Clever. I love the clever. There is an NFL championship ring, though. I believe they did. Nineteen sixty-nine for that, right? There's there was nineteen sixty-nine. Right? Mm-hmm. They beat the Browns at the Met, and and then of course went on to play what Super Bowl three against the Chiefs. Yeah, I got a nice printout of that was for both myself and my or was dad. it Super Bowl four? So Packers played in the first two. Pa- the Packers played in the first two. Oh, you know what? I think the Jets beat Baltimore in yeah, three. Yeah, it would have been, been so four. I, I think yep. it was four. But yes, yes, you are correct. Uh, the Browns were the victims of the Vikings in the NFL championship game that season. All right. I so, can't believe we almost glossed over this. That this Is it sad that I'm looking forward to, Jesse, what is this title? This is Judd's most devastating. Judd's gruesome injuries or something. Yeah. Clever. We'll, we'll think of, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll chew on it for a moment. So, so uh, first of all, I'm not surprised that Ross is excited because <laughs> like you, you are very morbid person in some ways roscoe so i'm not surprised i want to be happy with all these teams in town but until i see it it's just really tough i feel like you embrace the you i i feel like you embrace the pain so it's not surprising uh so i came up with five that don't include kirk because kirk is obviously the jumping off point uh and this this goes from gruesome to to devastating to the team as well okay mm-hmm. all right so Working my way up, number five, and this actually, I, I want to, I want to start with one that looked terrible but has a happy ending, and that is December twenty fourth, two thousand and eleven, Christmas Eve. Adrian Peterson tearing his ACL in Washington in a game that was a devastating game, in part because the Vikings won a game they should have lost, which would have helped their draft <laughs> position in what was what I believe a three win season. Um, and this was a game where they actually trailed till Christian Ponder, if I'm not mistaken, got hurt. Joe Webb came in and like won the game, which was just bad. And then Peterson tears up his knee and post game, Les Frazier is like, oh, giddy because, oh, it's a Christmas miracle. My team got a win. Now, the happy ending to this is that Peterson came back the next season and became the seventh player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards. But at the time, it looked bad. Uh, most guys don't come back that quickly or nearly that effective. So that's number five. And Judd, I'm not saying that this is the way the Vikings should have played it, but in the long run, it worked out okay because Andrew Luck had a premature retirement and RG3, for many reasons, turned out to not be very good. But to your point, yes, you always take the swing of the bat and get the quarterback versus 
the lineman who was Khalil, who worked out one or worked out well for one, one season. One season, yes, exactly right. And if you had got luck, you you would have kept him away from Ryan Grigson, who now offices is here at the Vikings facility and is the guy that gave Luck zero offensive line help. All right, number four is flat out gruesome, and it did impact the trajectory of the 2009 Vikings. I don't know if uh, you guys recall this, but on December 6th of 2009, in a game in Arizona, Jamarcus Sanford, a safety, collided with EJ Henderson. Yes. And EJ's left femur snapped. And that's one of the most gruesome things I've seen. I I actually did a story for the Star Tribune about it the next season with uh, the trainer at the time. And the trainer, Eric Sugarman basically said he could have lost his leg. Like his leg was, it snapped. It's the biggest bone in the body mm. and it just went. So, uh, but but he he also was at that time, the starting middle linebacker for a team that of course went to the conference championship game. Uh, and he was a pretty important player. If I'm not mistaken, he was replaced by a kid by the name of Jasper Brinkley. Yep, Jasper Brinkley. Who, who was serviceable, but, and unfortunately, uh, while EJ did come back, he was not the same. And I think he retired fairly soon after. So that's number four in part because it was really, really a gruesome. Imagine injury. if that Viking squad gets past the cheating Saints in 09, Jasper Brinkley trying to cover Dallas Clark in the Super Bowl. <laughs> just because, yeah, I, just yeah. because New Orleans beat the Colts doesn't mean the Vikings would have beat mm-hmm. the Colts. Yeah. I like the Vikings' chance in that game, but that's a really good point. All right, number number three on my list is in the Wayback Machine, a game I was at at the Metrodome. September 30th, 1990, Keith Millard, a defensive tackle who had been the Associated Press Defensive Player of the Year in 1989 and was 28 at the time, uh, tore his MCL and ACL in the third mm. quarter. Uh, and And keep in mind, this is... Surgery was common, but it's not like now. Like, they can fix a lot of stuff now. Even 30-plus years back, uh, it was a much more extensive, I think, invasive surgery. Millard didn't play, so he that was the fourth game of the 1990 season. Millard missed all of the following season and would only play in 18 more games uh, playing for Green Bay, Seattle, and Philadelphia. He never played here again. And he was, now, if I am correct about this, Johnny Randall replaced him. So it ended up being fine. But Keith Millard was a a beast. I mean, this guy was really good. And for all intents and purposes, this ruined his career. And at the time, it was a big deal. So Keith Millard is number three on my list. Yeah, Judd, the the Vikings fans that came before me, too, whenever they would talk about Keith Millard, are we talking about a guy who was maybe on trajectory to be I don't know, maybe a Hall of Fame player, but maybe oh, one yeah. of the all-time great Vikings. Yep, yep, yep. He would be if he hadn't uh, if he had continued to play at the level he was playing, he would be in Canton. Like he was that good. He was outstanding, and it worked out in the long run. But that was a big loss. All right, number two on my list: Dante Culpepper, two thousand five. The game uh, uh, on October thirtieth. By the way. Happy anniversary, 18 years ago today, as we record this, Dante Culpepper um, did as he did so often throughout his career, took off with the football, trying to pick up yards, got hit from the side by, I think, two Carolina players. I think one of them, if I'm not mistaken, was a guy by the name of Mike Minter, tore three ligaments in his right knee, never played here again, uh, you know, forced a trade. 
uh, from the Vikings to the Dolphins, but he was never close to the same player again. And honestly, in my lifetime or in my time as a Vikings follower and fan, he was probably as close as you as you can get to the guy who is considered to be a franchise QB. Mm-hmm. Um, and that injury derailed his career. It ended his time here, unfortunately. So that was a big one. Uh, he, he was not off to a good start in 2005, but I know that when Childress took the job in 2006 as, as a quote-unquote quarterback whisperer, he thought that Culpepper was going to be his guy, probably long-term, and that didn't happen. Didn't he um, retire with an email that just said, like, bye? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> he was a weird guy at the end. And, and where did he go? He went from the Miami Lions, to right? Oakland, and I think he ended up in Detroit. It, if I'm not mistaken, he played again for Denny Green with the Sacramento team in that upstart league that didn't last long as well. Judd and Jesse, please don't tell Phil, but I also plan to quit the same way. I'll just same. send an email. It's a good idea. Yep. I, I don't remember. Was it forwards or backwards? We all need to get I, our role on. I think I it was. Wasn't it I backwards? I, I think it was probably. Come on, Judd. Right. I don't Judd. remember. Judd, come on. What? Oh, you, yeah, there oh, we go. There we go. Okay, we're there, you our go. Role. there you go. Now yeah, forward, no, just in I don't case remember. we're doing it wrong. How do people not love this show? I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we're like, I don't know what it feels like we're doing. But anyway, uh, Dante Culpepper is number two. And then number one's probably one of the great what-ifs in Vikings history, which occurred um, which occurred August 30th, 2015. And yeah. as Roscoe said, just like with Cousins, although this was way more gruesome uh, in a practice right before the season started and with huge expectations, 2016, uh, Teddy Bridgewater – Dropped back to pass, or he did something. Dislocated his left knee, tore his ACL. And I should have said he was coming off a 2015, which gave us a lot of hope. Um, Appeared in only one more game as a Viking. I think he threw a pick December 17th, 2017 against the Bengals. But, I mean, that was Zimmer's guy. So, Were you there that day, John? Were you covering the team that day? uh, No, I was not. I I was not there that day. But that's one of the biggest – because. I'll always recall, I believe it was the first exhibition game ever against the then San Diego Chargers on a Sunday afternoon at the end of the preseason in 2016. Uh, Teddy looked outstanding, looked really, really good. And people were like, okay, it's all coming together. The disappointment of the Blair Walsh miss is done. This team is going to be a playoff team. And that's the team then that traded for Bradford, got off to a fantastic start, and absolutely went in the toilet. So there, there you go. That was there's hey, some heart, that there's was some heartache for you. You know how you you know how you tied that all together. You took an injury list of the five worst, most gruesome, whatever we want to call it, injuries in Vikings history. Yep. And you ended it by talking about a player who was chronically injured in Sam Bradford. <laughs> that is well done, yep. Dolgad. Yep. Well, but done. his inj- but his but his was not devastating because the aforementioned Case Keenum stepped in in 2017 mm-hmm. and saved. The regular season. Mm-hmm. Also, who was the guy? Do either of you remember? It was, um, I think, Jarius Wright's buddy, Greg Childs or something, yep. tore a couple ligaments and two Both different these. legs on the same play. Uh, yeah, he tore the, um, uh, it was a training camp practice. It was the evening scrimmage. I, I wasn't there. Pelissero was in Mankato, and he went up for a pass, and he tore both knees simultaneously, I think. <laughs> Great. It was brutal. Not it was absolutely brutal. 
Oofta. Well, thank you mm-hmm. for that, Judd. I think now thank that you. we've gotten through. You're very welcome. You. That was very thank uplifting. You. It was very... <laughs> hey, we got the roll in. That cheered in, people up. Insincere Judd meet insincere Jesse. Yeah. Thank exactly. you for that. Thank, thank you, you for that book report. <laughs> Young Je- You can sit Please down Please take now. a seat. Please take yeah, a class, seat. class, get Moving your books on. out. <laughs> Moving on. Let's go. Ross, can you get out our comments from YouTube, please? Yes, I can. Comments from YouTube. All right, two teed up, but I think time for just one. So I'm going to give a hat tip to BS something, something, something for their question, which we won't get to. And the question we will get to is from Eliza Catgirl 809. I think I might like this person. Trade Osborne and move Powell into wide receiver number three. Now, Judd, Jesse, I know we spent some time talking about Stan Pat. But can you still maybe make a few minor deals one way or another? Trade deadline, 3 p.m. on Halloween. Who's coming? Who's going? I will Mm. give this to KJ. Decent game. Again, against a very poor. I mean, he got some targets. He was, I think, the leading receiver in yesterday's game for the Vikings. So decent game. What do you guys think? I'm going to toss this name out there. Ezra Cleveland. What do you think about trading him should a team come knocking? I have actually seen some teams that are interested that could use a guy like Ezra Cleveland. Obviously, Cleveland was out yesterday as well and active. What do you think? Is that a possibility, Judd? I think if you can get the right draft pick for him, it would be. Because he's not he's a free agent after the season. I don't think he's coming back. I've heard that he actually wants to get a chance with another team at left tackle where he played in college. He's not a guard by trade. So um, depending on what, what the return is now, if I'm not mistaken, Dalton Reisner is signed for only 2023, but I mean, I got to think that there's a good chance he comes back now and he's not old. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing is. So if the return was sufficient, I would very much consider that. And, and look, I mean, if a team calls with, you know, with an outstanding offer for a player, I think you have to listen. I'm not proactively trying to dump guys, but Dalton Reisner looks like a fit. Now guys get hurt, but your quarterback's hurt now too. So mm-hmm. yes, yes, Jesse, I think that your idea there, throwing that name out is a is at least a, a possibility to explore if you get the call. I want to clean this up. The name was Eliza is a cat girl, 809. Okay, just want to oh, make sure I get that right. Hat? Mm-hmm. Or that said hat before. Now cat. C A T. Maybe I did say hat. So okay. I can read sorry. So I that it was sorry, that. Eliza. Yeah. Uh, let's actually squeeze the other one in really quickly, if you don't mind, because we can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh at BS says, can Thursday and Europe games, Monday night football is fun. I like the noon games once the weather is bad, but I like the primetime games in September and October. Golf season. Exclamation point. We've talked about this a little bit. But I'm going to phrase the question this way. If you can only watch the NFL in one time slot, when is it? I like noon on Sunday. Yeah, Yeah. it's perfect. That's it. It's perfect. I mean, because even like I love when it is still nice, setting it up outside, getting a TV out there, figuring out some sort of because you can do both. You can do a little yard work, listen to the game, turn it on on the radio, maybe and still have a view like I'm I'm into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do some yard work. <laughs> do some right. yard. What's hey, mimosa? I'm getting a mimosa. This is yeah. a great yard work. <laughs> yeah, my my yard work cracking open the before I die. Yeah. Right, 
Right. Uh, one final question from me. What are you two dressing up as tomorrow for Halloween? I'm a robber. Only because this is the first year that I allowed the children to pick their own costumes, which the like OCD in me didn't care for because I like to have a group mentality. We're all a team. We're a cohesive unit when we go out and forge the neighborhood for candy and beers because our neighborhood adults like to share beers with each other, which is fantastic. Right? I like that. But uh, so Hudson really wanted to be a police officer. The middle kid wanted to be Iron Man. And so then I made the two-year-old. She's going to be a little robber, and I'm going to be a little robber with her because it's easy. It's together. And we can all look at the policeman and Iron Man are saving the world, and I'm robbing houses one beer at a time tomorrow night. And candy. Judd, what do you got, Judd? Um, (laughs) Nothing. I'm going to... I might give out candy. I might not. I don't know. I don't even know if the porch lights will will be on yet. That is TBD. Wow. wow. I feel the Zolgads giving out candy, specifically you, I feel like it would go one way or another. You would either be giving kids buckets full of candy. If we got enough, I'd give mm-hmm. them as much as, yeah. Or the home is completely dark, even though well, you're home two... hunkered down in the basement. <laughs> I've done that, but but we, we have two... Uh, Two rounds. The first is like four thirty or five ish. The really yeah. small kids, the kids, and, and their moms Edmonds. and dads, yeah. and then the high school kids yeah. come at about eight or so. I give the high school kids as much as they want. I mean, I don't care. No, give them care. Just take the candy. Some people hate the high school kids. I don't give a crap. They're being, I, you know, I used to have like a kind of like that's weird. Why are you guys still doing that? But it's a good point. Like they're holding on to their childhood, right? Like they're just out having fun. Well, if they're like, not. They're being not? obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Like, like the, these kids are a few years away from going to the bar. Let right. you know what? They're give just, it up. They're give just up. fueling up on candy before they smoke their cigarettes, drink their beer, and smash pumpkins. Vapes. Uh, by the That's way, I don't, buy, I don't, don't endorse don't any of that. Don't don't buy pumpkins. <laughs> don't buy pumpkins. Oh, I'm carving up some pumpkins tonight. Oh, really? See, we got squirrels. Yeah, so we the do squirrels, too. Yeah. The squirrels just de- decimate but the pumpkins. But that's why we're not doing it till tonight, because I'm trying to get at least a little bit of life out of them. I like ha- Halloween as an idea, and I love the chill, but I don't really execute it at all. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all the fear. Let's uh, Speaking of fear... Let's talk about our imminent deaths in the future and maybe talk about what we'd like to achieve before we die. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their <clears throat> Before I Die. Roscoe, kick us off this week. I think Before I Die, I want to end ugly sweater parties Ooh, for, for the holidays. Take. Yeah. It, the thing, it was great when they first started. But now it's become its own cottage industry. It's not an ugly sweater if you're buying it brand new. (laughs) An ugly sweater should truly just be something that is old and now maybe outdated or hideous. Now, I do own one. I did buy a new ugly sweater on clearance like two days after Christmas just to have one. So I'm not always shamed for not participating. But if we're going to do ugly sweaters, let's... Truly make them old and ugly. Don't be buying one online that you're going to wear once a year. That is yeah. my before I die. I like that. I'm all in on the. I have, I outfit my entire family, but that's when I went to Goodwill and just literally got the ugly sweaters. I don't have Those any. Those are great. Yeah. Marshall's also a great spot. But yeah, you can't go out and buy something new and then be like, look, because it's all not ugly. That, yes. that totally violates right. yeah. the meaning of this whole thing. But now mm-hmm. you see everybody has them. It's yeah. our Christmas ugly sweater collection. Well, 
that defeats the point of an ugly sweater. In Which my just opinion. reminds us, we've already skipped over Thanksgiving once again, the holiday that nobody cares about. It seems. I love like oh, no, I do. I'm oh, just I love Thanksgiving. Know it's coming. I love. Just, Thanksgiving. But think about like the stores. Everybody like everyone's like, okay, okay Halloween's over. We go. You, love you know what I love? In, in fact, before I die, I am going to. I am going to make it. Thanksgiving is great. Do you know why? It's opening day of the holiday season. Yes. It's yes. the start of the holiday season. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. And this is a Grinch move. So, so don't be offended. I'm going to eliminate the amount of time off around New Year's. I hate, the, I'm so sick of holidays by then. And everyone's like, well, it's, cr- it's like Christmas Eve. See you after the new year. You know what? No, come back to work the next week. I'm so sick of everyone disappearing and going on. You know, it's like, I, I feel Thanksgiving is great because it's, right it's opening day. It's opening day of holiday. It's quick. It's quick and easy. And then the next month, Monday, you're probably back at work, right? Because it's on a Thursday. It's perfectly laid out. That time between, oh, my God, Christmas is fine. But by the time I get to, like, December 28th, I'm like, everyone just go back to work. Yeah. Well, that, you know, you know where that starts? That starts with our schools. They have so much time yeah. off. It's I know. atrocious. I know. And Ross, that doesn't surprise me. I absolutely I, peg you as the see you next year type of guy. I blame my, my boss for giving me too much vacation time. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. They're use it or lose the it, John. I get so yes. or lose it. Use it that's or lose what Dawn, t- Dawn tells me that. I'm like, I'll lose it. I don't want to be doing nothing. Oh, like, man. what's the oh, purpose of living if you're doing nothing? Judd, December 23rd through January 3rd. So many pointless, beautiful bowl games to be at home watching. See, that's also true. See, oh. this is my—I love sports, and I love to talk about sports and write, oh. write about sports. But bowl my God, been, I can only spend so much time on a couch. Sorry. Mm. Oh, yeah, I bowl get, season's I, the best time of the year. Yeah, Jesse seems like a type A. She, you, you, you don't seem. Oh, like I can't you sit still. No, enjoy I, lit- my body still. literally attacks me and makes me sick. That's the only way that I can like be quiet. Actually, and I'm like. Ugh. I gotta go. I got she, things to do. She's not wrong about that. Yeah. You will get sick when you have time off because yeah. your body lets down. Don't mm-hmm. let your body let you down. <laughs> when Jesse sits still, she gets so fidgety, her phone jumps multiple sections. Jesse's right though. Do you just hit yeah. I have gotten sick. I have taken time off and physically like gotten the flu yeah. because my body knows. That it's just game on, and it's like it's dying. Like, oh, you're yeah. not doing something; you're dying, yeah. and you're like, yeah, now yeah. I feel like I am. Keep My, working. I know, right? Keep working. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Judd, there are lots of home games for the Minnesota Wild when uh, Christmas break rolls around the 23rd, the 27th, and the 31st. So, woo! Let's go. What's a holiday? Who needs holidays anyway? Uh, speaking of my wrap up here, um, before I die, before I die, I will be the king size candy bar household. Don't get it. I can't do it. I can't afford it, but I will be that household or something really even, equally as great. Jesse, even at Sam's Club or Costco, making those purchases for enough kids is expensive. Yeah, that's, it just that's a lot of cash. I want I'm that's what I want to be when I grow up. I'm going to be the king-sized household because everybody knows that. Either that or I'm going to be the potato household, which I find to be hilarious. There's this weird potato joke my friend and I have. There's a, a, a man. Uh, I don't know where he's located, but he apparently offers kids candy or a potato. And kids often choose the potato. And he's like, always choose. The, it's a very bizarre thing, but I think it's hilarious because I'm weird. And that's, that's, that's I, so- that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid, they said never accept apples. Yeah. Because like you can put things in apples. 
Yeah, um, never. I know, no, 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 no. You could, oh, you could do fun. I, I sent my friend a, a potato that had like an image Xeroxed onto it, and I just sent it to her in the mail randomly one time, and she was like, "Why did you do this?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Be friends with me, guys. I am cool. I can't wait. I can't wait till, till you're old. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna You're be a funny. crazy lady. I'm gonna be poking people I with my cane. <laughs> call me Mrs. Pierce. <laughs> this is oh, the most length of time I've ever gone on this podcast with nothing to offer or say, which I know probably makes a lot of people happy. I can't add anything to that. I'm done. I'm done. Tough week in Hennepin County, I can tell you that. <laughs> get a get a sack of potatoes you guys enjoy the rest of your week uh don't forget to check out all of our other purple daily content talking vikings every single day not to mention judd's hockey show you get to see me again yay and what other whatever other uh sports behoove you we've got it all over on score north channel so as always skull vikes have a happy halloween